Hey guys, welcome back to the New Growth Podcast. I am your host, Yvonne Inkirika, and the New Growth Podcast is all about normalizing the growth process because we know growing in any area can be difficult. So I thought it would be cool to interview everyday people who are seeking to grow and hear about their journeys. So this week, we are actually coming to the close of the first season of the New Growth Podcast. You guys, I cannot believe. It's like, I feel like an artist that just produced a body of work, but I'll talk about that more next week. Um, So this week, we are speaking with Gio. He is a phenomenal motivational speaker. And one thing about him is he commands audiences and rooms because he is so passionate about seeing people live out their potential. And this week we're talking about how he recharges, right? Like think about it for yourself. Like how do you practically recharge? How do you pour into yourself? How do you invest in yourself? I know for me, this is something that I'm constantly working on. So Gio is is going to be talking about how he recharges. I know there's going to be something that inspires you that you can pull from. And yeah, let's grow together. Hey, Gio. Hey. Welcome to the New Growth Podcast. I am so excited you are here. For those of you who don't know Gio, Gio is a public speaker, an author, and a husband. So here's the backstory of how I know Gio. So I worked in his wife, Marsha's classroom when I first moved to New York seven years ago. And I remember when she was dating him. I even remember when they got married. Fast forward a few years later, I'm working for another organization and my coworker is like, hey, you really need to bring Gio in to speak to some of your youth. And I was like, you know, you get busy and stuff. So you kind of just forget. And long story short, this past uh, winter, Gio came virtually and spoke to some of my students and he did his thing. And I was just so impressed and just I truly admire the work you're doing, the powerful ways in which you are motivating people, people you see, people you don't see. So I'll start right there and just have you share a little bit about yourself. Cool. I mean, you know, it's interesting that you just shared that. Um, It came back full circle because I would have never spoke to those young people if my wife didn't slide in my DM with Mm. what put out there. So yes, it came back wife. full circle. Like my, my wife slid in my DM, here, <laughs> you should consider this. And I was like, say no more. And we did it. But um, just a little context for me, I'm a Haitian-American young Black man. I say young, even though I'm 37. I'm trying to hold on to my youth for as long as I possibly can. Um, born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, speak for a living. Help people go and speak their messages through the means of books. So I teach people how to write books through my program, First Book Done. And I'm really just a believer of just helping people to see all that they can be and to help them kind of remove all the barriers that stops them from getting there. So that's me in a nutshell. I'm super excited though to be on this podcast with you um, to have this conversation. 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we're going to hear more about your story, Gio, but I, I ask all of my guests how their hair is doing. So how's your hair doing? Great right now. Um, <laughs> you got the fresh cut, I see. I got the fresh cut. Uh, I went to the barber this morning at 6.30. And so um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good with my hair. Um, it's great. I will say, though, um, someone talked to me yesterday and said, I see a little gray coming in. Mm. And um, it's starting to hit um, 40 years around the corner. The gray is starting to come in. Um, I'm embracing it though. I'm, I, I'm trying to get my little Denzel on, you know, the old grays and stuff. Hey. So hopefully that works out for me. <laughs> that is so awesome. So how long have you been with your barber? Shucks. That's such a great question. How long has it been? I've been married for seven. I would say about like eight years, eight, oh. nine years. Wow. Commitment. That's commitment. Oh my gosh. You have an idea. <laughs> and his prices and his prices went up. So I'm still... How much did he charge? Shucks, I put his information out. You're going to judge me now. Um, (laughs) So let's just say this. He charges me $45. Oh, my gosh. He charges me $45. Other people get charged more. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. That is actually a lot. I feel feel the judgment already. No, no, no. No, but I understand it. I understand it. Like, yeah, I understand it. Okay, so let's dive right in. Can you share a little bit about what you've been doing to embrace yourself in this moment? Ah, man, I've been doing a lot of self-inventory as of late. Um, Really just dating me, um, Mm. spending time with me. What that looks like is um, journaling a lot, you know, asking myself, how am I feeling right now? What am I frustrated about? You know, um, really just giving myself an outlet to go and let my emotions out. Um, that has been truly, truly amazing. And then I'm all, also pouring back in through reading. So, like, I'm constantly reading. I, that was a habit I had in the past. Let it go for a little while and started to feel like my, my well was going dry. Mm. And so getting back into reading books again has gotten me to a place where I'm at my highest self because I, I I really believe that when Gio's at his best, he's pouring. Mm. And I was pouring out of an empty cup for a while. Um, and so embracing myself now is allowing myself to have an outlet to release what it is that I'm feeling, but also making sure that as I'm releasing these things, that I'm constantly putting stuff back in as well. Mm, I love that. So what triggered that? What triggered this process? That's a good question. Um, honestly, it was stagnation. It was seeing um, a lack of happiness. It's so interesting you said, how's your hair? Because a typical sign of the process needing to start is when I don't get a haircut for a while. That typically is like a sign that I'm not okay <laughs> like, mm-hmm. emotionally. Um, so if I go, I think and it's funny that we're doing this podcast right now because the last haircut I had was almost a month ago. And I don't go that long without a haircut. And so emotionally, something was going on there. And funny enough, or interestingly enough, the journaling picked up during that time because I needed that opportunity to go ahead and release. And so I just found myself just not happy even when good things happened. Yeah, um, I found yeah. myself feeling like I was getting angry or annoyed at the littlest things. And that's not who I normally am. And so as I was writing in my journal and starting to see the things that kept on coming up again, 
it was stuff that I was like, man, I can't believe like this is the same conversation, like a broken record. And as I was looking at that, I was like, well, something got to change. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and, and just asking the question of something like what has to change helped me. I didn't have the answers initially, but I consistently showed up in terms of going to the journal. And I'll be honest with you, um, there were times I opened the journal and didn't write anything. Mm. Yeah, like, like <laughs> the journal was there, but I just couldn't get the pen to move. Mm. Um, so, you know, what triggered it really was just me noticing that the things that I normally do, I wasn't doing. And, um, I didn't have a, I had no clarity on why I wasn't doing them. So that kind of like scared me. I wouldn't want to say scared straight, but it scared me to seek clarity on what was happening. Mm. So you were paying attention to the signs that maybe your body was giving your routine was off. And so it's interesting because you are a public speaker, you're a motivator, mm-hmm. but <laughs> what you are describing sounds like uh, almost like just you weren't motivated. You you sounded almost like a sense of, dep- were you, do you think you were depressed? 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. I think that's also the the challenge of being a motivator is needing to again, like I said earlier, you pour, you pour, you pour, you help uplift a lot of people. And then you, when you slow down to see where you are, you start to notice that the people I'm trying to lead, I'm actually where they are sometimes. Mm. And so I'm leading, I'm leading from the spot they are. And then you start to see them move forward and you still where they was. Mm, mm. Right. And so that scared me. I'm like, oh my goodness, like what's going on? Like they're they're, they're outlapping me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, and so um that's where I was at. I I definitely would say it was a, a there was a level of depression and 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 I needed to pause for a moment. I needed to acknowledge that that feeling was real and I needed to share it. And so as I started to have conversations with my wife, I had conversations with other people to express and kind of do some reflection and let them in to allow them to speak life into me or to go and look at it or share a different perspective that maybe in the forest I couldn't necessarily see. Um, it started to unlock some things for me. Gotcha. So to be a public speaker, to be a, a motivator, do you sometimes feel like a fraud if you're not where you want to be mentally? I used to think that way, mm. um, that I was a fraud. I, what I will say that has helped me is that it's very hard to motivate from a place. It's hard to motivate people when you really can't empathize with where they are. Gotcha. And so instead of rejecting the, oh, you're a fraud, I started to realize that everyone to a degree feels that way. Mm-hmm. And so instead mm-hmm. of me trying to protect it, I lean into it and let uh, and create conversation and thoughts around it so that we all could move forward. I really resonate that with that because I think of this idea, this book called Leading with a Limp. And I don't know Le- if you've heard say that thing. What is it? You know I'm a reader now. I don't say <laughs> that. It's called no, Leading Leading with a Limp. And with a limp? Limp, yes. Like your leg, you got a limp, right? And just this idea that there are, you know, every great leader has their weaknesses. And sometimes as leaders, you may try to suppress those, you may try to hide it. 
but your weakness is an invitation for mm. um, for other people to support you. It, it keeps you humble. It keeps you close to the people. Um, and, you know, oftentimes in our culture, it's just this idea that weakness or just like having a bad day or or not being on is is not good. But sometimes that is what makes you human. That is what actually keeps you fresh. And yeah, the times where I am feeling the most overwhelmed and anxious, when I kind of pause and reset and recharge, I always come back like stronger. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes mm-hmm. the, the temptation is to just bulldoze through that moment and just try to like press through. But even this week, I had a moment where I am an entrepreneur and I'm trying to create and I had this like creative block and I was feeling so overwhelmed that I couldn't even perform at the level that I wanted to perform. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to stop. I'm going to walk away from this and give myself permission to sort out, sort my emotions mm-hmm. out, and then yep. come back to it. So good. That's so mm-hmm. good. I'm so glad you said the stop part. That's, I've been working with a friend of mine and we fit in, in terms of a framework to kind of help with that situation. And I literally came up with the five things, that five steps, and you just men- mentioned the first one, which is stop, then see, then simplify, then start, and then scale, right? Mm. So it's like going from this process of like, let me stop real quick and say, hold on, hold on, what's going on over here? Yeah, it's like yeah. So, we, we bypass it so quickly that we end up building systems that actually we don't want to live in. You start building mm-hmm. solutions that you don't actually want to actually use. It's like, yeah. hey, here's a, a a drug for this thing. And you're like, but I don't want that that illness. So why mm-hmm. am I spending all my time over here? So um, I think in the hustle, grind, 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 it's hard for us to feel at peace or sit long enough because we then look lazy or you're not doing anything. Time is passing you by. And they're like, that, that, that's not helping me, right? That, that That's actually adding to my anxiety. And maybe I'm what looks like lazy is just a lack of clarity that I need to sit in and whether it's God pouring into you, friends pouring into you, whatever you use to go and gather wisdom and process your thoughts, that needs to take place mm-hmm. so you can have the increase that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And just to mention, you mentioned the grind culture. Sometimes when I do pause, I feel like bad. I'm like, oh, I'm getting behind. You know, like Mm. the whole Mm -hmm. world is moving and I am stopping. What does this mean for me? Like I need to do something. And then to your point, you do end up working out of desperation and doing something that ultimately isn't sustainable. So I really resonate with that. But going back to this idea of journaling, um, oftentimes I think people associate journaling with women. It's like a Mm-hmm. feminine act but mm-hmm. tell me your introduction to journaling and what it has meant for you yeah my introduction to journaling came from um contrary to popular belief of like women only do it um or typically as a woman who's journaling a lot of entrepreneurs do it 
Mm. Right. A lot of entrepreneurs um, do journaling. Now, it could look a little bit differently where they might may, be, may not be writing it with a pen, but they may be journaling through conversation with a therapist. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. But it's still a, it's still journaling. And so when I started to notice the habits of very highly successful entrepreneurs, it was the waking up at five o'clock in the morning, having an hour of quiet time with yourself, whether that's exercising, journaling, reading the Bible or whatever thing you need to, that you resonate to or grab the wisdom from. And so when I start to see that habit, I'm very like a success leaves clues type of person. So mm. when I see like a lot of people doing the same thing and having the result that I desire is something that's worth trying. And then um, a close friend of mine, he was having like some amazing exponential growth in his life. And I was like, tell me, what are the three things you did that you did almost every day to help you with the growth? I know you do business and all that stuff, but what's the three things you did every day? And he said, journaling, journaling, and journaling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I was like, yo, really? Like, what, you, what did you do? He said, I just wrote every day. It wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily I was answering the same question every day, but I showed up and gave myself a place to talk with me. And in talking with me, I was able to download my own curriculum to get me out of wherever I was going from. And so when he did that, I said, man, let me go and give this a shot. And I did so. And it's great because sometimes when I look back, it wasn't as bad as I wrote. So I'm like, dad, like, that sounded like a really bad place I was in. But looking at it and reading it over, I was like, it, did, it didn't match how I felt in the moment. Like It was like something's off. Mm -hmm. But having a place to document it allows you to be able to look back and make adjustments and then be able to have gratitude when you're able to get to the other side. So um, that's what got me into it. Um, it's been, a good, like I said, amazing to be able to write the emotions out, see where I'm going with things. Um, and it's mine. Like it's not someone else's words. Mm -hmm. It's how I felt, how I thought of the situation so that I don't download all the social media stuff that tells me, here's what you're supposed to feel when this episode happens. And like, mm -hmm. How do you know? Like, how are you supposed to tell me that? I want to read what Gio felt in that moment because maybe what made what's a high for you might be a low for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I want to be. I think I want to respect my feelings and not give so much emphasis and on on onus on the feelings of others. Mm, mm. That's powerful. That is so powerful. I actually didn't know that that a lot of entrepreneurs journal. Yeah, there's so many different. Um, I don't know if it's a business scheme of like, you know, because they know journaling is a great productivity tool as well. So I'm starting uh -huh. to notice a lot of planners and journals for entrepreneurs is coming out just because a lot of entrepreneurs are creatives. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of need some space to work out the mess that they're going through in their head. And so journaling is an, an amazing outlet to doing that. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I've been journaling since I was a little girl. And wow. Yeah. And so I have a bunch of my journals <laughs> and um, my relationship with journaling is, is interesting because I desire to journal every day, but mm -hmm. the emotions feel so overwhelming sometimes that I feel like my, my hand can, cannot move as fast as my thoughts. So, mm. so I'll just like, I just won't do it, <laughs> you know? Wow. Um, 
And then, then sometimes I'm like, oh, there's this really exciting thing happening in my life. I got to document it because I want to look back. Um, but I've started too with my journals, you know, they're, they're like line journals. Mm -hmm. I just started like, sometimes I write on the line. Sometimes I write outside of the line and I, I give myself permission to not be structured, not have all coherent sentences, (laughs) just like write some words big, some words small. Um, and I found that that has actually felt freeing for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good tip, though. I like. I, I need mm-hmm. to apply that. I, I definitely write on the lines, mm-hmm. and I try to write on start on the right page and and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this is this is getting too technical. Like, like, mm-hmm. a, like a, mm-hmm. I feel like a secretary sometimes. Like, like what's yes. the timestamp on this? Yes. Like I'm taking minutes on my life. Yes, yes, yes. And that's a that's a good way to put it. That's actually a good that's what a journal could be minutes on your life, but it it could also just be like like raw emotion. Like if you mm-hmm. need to curse, curse. If you need to right. just draw a picture, draw a picture. If you need to just write two words, I am sad. I don't know what to say. Um yeah. Nah, that's good. I just don't think there's a perfect way to journal. I think that it, it's it's loving yourself enough to to let yourself release. Like I think that's what it is. I think sometimes we're like we get caught up in, well, what's the perfect journal? What does that look like? What's what questions should I answer every day? And it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. every day is not the same. So why are we answering exactly the same question every day? Like you know, like it becomes to a place where it becomes so processed <laughs> that we don't get the raw emotions that we're supposed to get out of it. It's like I think about food, like processed food versus organic or raw, yep. you know, the way it was made naturally. And so, mm-hmm. I would, you know, for those who are listening to this, it's just like journaling doesn't have uh, a look. Journaling is what you make it, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, like I said earlier, it could, it, you may not write anything. It, maybe it's blogging for you, but to yourself, like it's not public. Um, but you need that outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And so you said journaling was a tool of self-reflection for you, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what did you discover about yourself or what are you discovering about yourself through this process? I, I am noticing that what frustrates me the most in life is waste. Hmm. That's what's come up a lot. So when I'm doing this, I'm noticing that not just me wasting anything wasteful, like Mm. other people doing something and it's not productive, like knowingly not productive. But that's where I've I've noticed, Dad, you you, you missed an opportunity. Like I I, I firmly believe that one of the most expensive things in life is an opportunity missed. Mm. And so whenever I look in my journal and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this today and I didn't do it, I'm like, gosh, I wasted an opportunity. Um, and so that's what I've noticed, honestly, is just a, a respect, a higher value for time and not wasting it, like being a good steward of it. Mm-hmm. That's been a theme in the last few months of journaling. Every time I see myself um, going negative, it's typically because I'm upset that I wasted something. Mm. Okay. Okay. So journaling is... And 
It is an act of pausing for self-reflection, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. after you self-reflect, you see, and I'm using your, <laughs> I'm using your, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. You got, you your got process. After you self-reflect, you see, and then what's next? So now that you see that this is a value, what, what has this led to? So, so his, 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 a tricky part. And this is where it becomes almost dangerous is when you see, you might see too much mm. and that release could become overwhelming. So the next step is to simplify it. Cause mm. when I start to see these revelations, I then see 10 new problems that I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. And the temptation becomes, Oh my gosh, I got 10 problems I, I, and you feel defeated versus, okay, I discovered that I got 10 problems. Let's simplify it. Maybe these 10 problems can fall into five categories. And so now you went from 10 to five. And mm-hmm. then I'm tackling one of the categories so that that doesn't become in the next month that I journal the same thing that I see again, which goes back to my theme about wastefulness, like being wasteful. I just want, I want to grow. I'm not looking for perfection, but I want to grow and be able to say, I'm not failing the same exact test again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I, I got a sixty last time. I need to get a sixty-five the next time. Like it, it, there has to be some kind of progress. So, um, simplifying it is the next thing because I think sometimes it's scary to journal because sometimes we just like to put our hand in the, head in the sand and everything around us may be messing up, but I didn't see it. Yep. So I, I, I can't fix anything if I'm not aware of it. Let me just put my head in the sand. But I'm like. Okay, I see it, but I want the temptation. I don't want people to be tempted to be overwhelmed by what they saw. Mm. And so that's where the simplification side of it comes, where you're like, what's the one thing we're going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, think about this. Like, Yvonne, I, I was talking to my wife, Marsha. You know, Marsha. I said my wife, Marsha. So, <laughs> um, right. So, so I was talking to her one time and I was like, hey, in the scope of a year, what are the, th- when you look back at a year, what do you actually remember? And when we did this exercise, we only always come up with like 10 things. Mm. There's 365 days, but you remember 10 moments out of the 365. And so I started to flip it and said, what if we started the year identifying what are the 10 things we will focus on versus looking back and seeing all it was was 10 things? Mm, mm. how would that look differently? And so that's where I tackled the whole idea of simplify. We might think I got 10 problems. I need to fix all 10 of them, but how many times we've never finished or fixed one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fixing one might actually strengthen you so that the other ones don't, you don't succumb to them. Mm. Wow. This is powerful. And the interesting, as you're speaking, I'm realizing that not only for you is journaling a form of self-reflection and like release of mm-hmm. emotion, but it, it could also be a um, productive tool, like for mm-hmm. you to track your progress in a particular area, right? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? That is not how I've been journal like that. I have not been using my journal as a productive tool. It has just been a feeling book. Like this is how mm-hmm. I'm feeling about this situation. Yeah. And this is what I think, and this is why I don't like him anymore. Or the <laughs> and so and um 
you know, I think I'm actually going to take that on as a tip, like to talk about the thing. Well, actually, as of recent, the last like two months as I've been getting deeper into entrepreneurship, I have been talking more about not just like relationships. (laughs) I have been talking Uh about uh um, the the businesses and the projects I'm working on. And also it, it has been serving as like a prayer book too. You know, I yep. write some prayers to God in there. So it just is, it, it it's almost like this all-encompassing tool. Yeah, it's not limited to just the feelings part. I think what you, it, it, it is really, it's your productive tool. Mm. Right? When we think about like, how do I become more productive? It's like the answer to being more productive is already within you. You just, we just always think there's an external thing that needs to happen. The only external thing that needs to happen is you letting go of whatever is inside of you and putting it somewhere. That's, mm-hmm. that's the external part, but it's like, we got to go inside out when it comes to productivity. Like there's too many hacks and tips out there and, and, and it's like, it changes every day. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for Yvonne, right? It's not, it doesn't mean it's going to work for Geo. Like mm-hmm. it's, 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 Geo needs Geo's program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need your program, and I think that's what the journaling allows me to do. Is it's in my voice, it's in my way, it's what my thoughts are after processing everything. Um, I think I'm curious to hear you tell me how that works out to use it as a use it as an and, not or, but right. and also the productivity part of it. Right. Yeah. And lastly, I'll just say that sometimes that oh, I you know what it, you know what it is like. I have two sets of journals. Like I have a emotional journal and then I have a productive Mm. journal and that Mm. journal looks a little bit more technical. It's where I write my to-do list. So to your point, everybody has their own system, but I think what I am going to try is combining like, oh, how I feel about not being able to think of something for my business and how I feel overwhelmed, you know? So you, you know, a month ago you were talking about how like you noticed that your routine was off and like you hadn't gotten a haircut mm-hmm. and um, yeah. you've been journaling a while and you've been able to kind of track like things that are of value and do some self-reflection. Um, what, where are you emotionally now? Yeah, I, I think I'm in that fourth stage where I was telling you in that five-step process, right? So I, I, I stopped. I saw, I simplified, and now I'm in the position where I'm ready to start, mm. right? And, and 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 so now I'm doing stuff that I normally wasted time on, and I'm letting that stuff give me the energy that I need to do whatever is next. So mm. I'm really just starting things. So I only have two focuses right now. It's like, okay, well, school's about to open, so now I'm in my speaking mode. And then the other side of it is I'm, I'm in the mode of helping more and more people turn their experiences into books that could ultimately help them build businesses. So mm-hmm. those are my two focuses um, right now. So it goes back to, like I said, it's simplifying. I was too overwhelmed. Like if I showed you um, my Trello, I have like 175 ideas. Oh my goodness. That I, that I firmly believe when I read them, because I do go back, they all still good. Like it's not like, we, you know, you like wrote an idea, I threw that in the garbage. I don't, that's not a good one. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about 175 ideas that I'm like, yeah, like I want to do all of them, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, but the reality is that, um, and I can do all of them. I just can't do 175 things at once. 
And so I'm just focusing on these two things. Everybody who's listening, who's like, oh my gosh, I got so many things I want to do. Do not feel like you have to do all of them at the same time. Like there's mm-hmm. this dominoes. Line them up and knock the first one down so the rest of the rest of them could fall down too. But you're like, I want to do a podcast and a YouTube show and I want to go and and have events and I want to go and do retreats. And it's like, yeah, which one of those, which is the first domino? Like get get you all get that first. Like everyone, Yvonne, this is this is now you're getting me in my bag when I was saying, you know, the graceful part. But it's like everyone is like, hey, here's how to 10X your life and here's how to five time your life. And I'm like, but what what is the power of 5x if x is zero? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like, think about that. If 5x is like, okay, I'm going to have five times whatever x is, and x is zero, it doesn't matter how big the number is before the x. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to zero. So I think yeah. that, that simplifying it, giving yourself permission to get one thing right so that you mm-hmm. can build the confidence that you need to get thing two, three, four, five, six right. Mm, I love that. I love that. And the last thing you you mentioned was you've been reading more books. So mm-hmm, I, would mm-hmm. love to, I would love to hear what have you been reading and how have has that been shaping you? Oh my gosh. There's a book I read recently called um, You Squared. You Squared. This book right here I ain't gonna lie to you. When I took it out the box, I said, "What is this pamphlet? This thing got thirty-eight pages. This is ridiculous. Wow. This ain't a book." But as I was reading it, it was talking a lot of what I was already starting to feel, which is simplify yourself. Like you, yeah. squaring yourself is not doing more; it's being more. Right. And so it wasn't about, oh, my gosh, man, you want to go and do you want double the output. You need to do double the effort. It was no double down on who you are. Yes. Not double the effort. Yes. By knowing myself, I know how to show up. Now I'm not overwhelmed when it's like, what do I post on Instagram? Well, what Mm -hmm. are you being? Post Mm -hmm. that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's really simplified things. Let me let me see if there's a there's a thing I highlighted um, and I shared this and it went very well. It was this one thing that said that um, if you must doubt something, doubt your limits, mm. right? And right, if you must doubt something, and I was and I read it, and I'm like, oh snap, we've been duped to believe that we need to get rid of doubt, and so mm. we spend our whole life trying to get rid of it versus realizing that doubt is powerful. It's so powerful that it stops me from pursuing my dreams. So mm. if it's that powerful. Why can't I shift that power towards something I don't want, which is the limits? So I just shift the power towards something I don't want so that it can, it's still powerful. Let it go in, the, in a different direction. And when I read that in the book, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what, like I have doubt and I've been wasting energy trying to get rid of it versus saying, oh, doubt, you want to you wanna hang out with me? Cool. Just go to, go to limits. Don't go to my potential. Go to the limits. And so that's what we do. We, we, we don't shift it. We try to get rid of it. And we don't have the strength and power to get rid of it. But we do have the strength and power to redirect it towards something else. Mm. Wow. 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 That's, that's just one powerful. of them. I, 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 <laughs> just one of them. But um, that one changed me. Changed me tremendously. And, and I just got the book like last week. I couldn't mm. put it down. I'm highlighting. I'm reading. I'm reading heavy. 
And it was just like speaking at the core. And it's like so great, like it's some divine intervention that it was already in the track of where I was walking. And it met me where I was walking. As I was doing my personal work, the inner work in me and embracing me more, I noticed that this book was exactly what I needed. Like I needed mm-hmm. to know that it's not geo doing more, it's geo being more. I'm like, dang, mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. And the back of the book says it, like quit trying harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quit that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put a square peg in a circle hole. Like, yo, like it's not gonna work no matter how hard you try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a square. If you're a square, go in the square, like the square hole. Don't try to go to the circle. Wow. Wow. This is so interesting because it's all coming together. This idea that you took inventory of where you were and you utilized yeah. journaling, but mm-hmm. simultaneously you're pouring into yourself um, you, um, with books, right? Yep. And so where you are is being met with new information and that mm-hmm. new information is able to kind of give you more motivation and challenge where you are so that you can grow. (laughs) You get it. You got it. That's exactly what it is. It's a cycle of like, I'm reading because I'm believing my future is going to be different. Mm. Right. Like I'm, I'm speaking life over where I'm going. I'm not talking about geo who was I'm giving geo who will be the tools and exposure so that he has exactly what he needs. Like, so that way I'm not being wasteful. That's good. (laughs) That is so good. That is so good. I love that. And and just the act, like (laughs) on one hand, the journaling is affirming who you are and it's saying like, this is where you are. But then the reading is almost like an act of faith that um, this is, you're like investing in the future and you're investing mm-hmm. in the now. I love that. I love that so much. It's that is a powerful apologetic for reading the important <laughs> importance of reading <laughs> because you got yeah. to do it. You have to do it. Like I, I just, if I could just, and I wasn't a reader, like I hated reading, but I've noticed that I need to buy part of my future and I find it in books. Mm. Mm. Like I need it. I need to know where I'm going. Right. Like mm. I don't want to be a parked car. I gotta have a destination. I gotta be speak life into me. Where where are we going? What's gonna happen? Um and it and it and it helps to not put a period on anything I wrote in my journal that was negative. Oh, run turns that back. Every period run run that back. Listen, that went over. Listen, that went over. Listen, listen, listen. When I'm writing in my journal. Typically, I'm not writing about where I'm going. I'm writing about what happened. Mm-hmm. And if it's negative, it's I, when I write in my journal, I, I write with periods, right? So I do put a period. But when I read, it turns the period into a comma. It gives mm-hmm. me a chance to change the ending. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when you think about this, oh, my gosh, I locked it in. No, I'm not locking anything in. I'm writing it, but then it's, it's, it's to be edited. And my reading edits the ending of whatever I wrote in the journal. That's powerful. See, I was trying to say something like that, but it didn't come out. (laughs) And so that's why you're a public speaker. That was so good. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. So we are um, just wrapping up, but I, I wanted to give you space to share any final thoughts about what it's looked like to embrace yourself in in this season. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, hmm. I, I, I will say this in terms of this season, and I would want everyone listening to give themselves permission to do this, is to begin experimenting with you. Uh, there, there is no answer key, so you can't get it wrong. Mm. The only thing that's wrong is if you don't allow yourself to be embraced, right? Like, like that's the only wrong thing. And so when I say experiments, I, I think about when I was a kid and I would go to science class and they would have us do an experiment. And in the beginning of the experiment, they told me to make an educated guess, which was called a hypothesis. And at the end of the experiment, if my hypothesis was correct, I said, wow, that's great. But if it was wrong, I said, wow, I discovered something I didn't know before. Mm. It was never looked in the box of right or wrong. It was like, I either am proven correct or I made some discovery. And so it takes away this thing of, oh my gosh, I'm going to try something. And if it doesn't work, well, if it doesn't work, you discovered something. Not if it doesn't work, you failed. And so I would say everyone who's going through this, who's listening to this, who's on their journey to embracing themselves and exposing themselves to a better and newer version of themselves to just allow yourself, give yourself permission to experiment with the journey that you're on and take inventory to what you are experimenting with so that you just have better experiments. But it's not like a lock in where you have to do it this way play that youthfulness we need to play more play do something fun try something you've never done before and then see what happens and then go back to your journal and write about it <laughs> like write about what you felt what did you experience and then start that cycle all over again so that way you are able to grow and again, ups and downs are part of the journey. You go in a hospital, if the thing is not going up and down, that means you died. So that's a flat line. So you want to do up and down cons- consistently, but experiment. I just I hate seeing um, people beat themselves up for making mistakes when mistakes are supposed to be lessons. That's good. That's, wow. that's what I would say. That's my final thought is please go have an experiment. You don't have to be a scientist to do experiments. You, 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 you are the most interesting project you'll ever work on. Mm-hmm. So get started. Mm-hmm. And journal and document the process. And, and document and read so that you can turn those periods into commas and continue writing that beautiful story that you're meant to live. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Gio, this has been such a pleasure. And I am so excited for you and all the things you're doing. And uh, we as a new growth community, we would love to support you. So tell us how we can uh, participate in the work you're doing. Yes. um, On Instagram, please go ahead and follow me. I'm constantly putting information out and I want to, I'm sharing what I'm learning. And I just want to know if it's something that other people are going through as well. And so you can find me on there at G E O D as in Doug 
E-R-I-C-E on Instagram there. Um, I, I really just want to have conversations with people. I just want people to see the content that is real content, not some fabricated stuff. And then just to see if it resonates with you. And if it does, let me know. And if it does not, um, your lack of comments or likes will let me know it didn't resonate. I'm not asking you. It's not personal. I'm just learning. It's everything I'm doing is an experiment. So um, looking forward to interacting with those who are listening to this amazing podcast. I'm excited that you're doing it, right? I think that that's super dope that you are putting yourself out there and giving us all an opportunity to see your journey of growth as you invite others to share theirs. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we hope you are producing new growth in your life. Until next time, love you guys.